0: Look, I appreciate
1: what you're all trying to do for me here. We're worried about you, buddy. Lockdown hasn't been easy for any of us. But
2: Philip told me you haven't left the bath for a week.
1: Oh, that's hyperbole. Well, get that, would you?
2: You're not in the bath again, are you?
1: No. I lose it between cases anyway. I think I might be going insane. (laughs) my mind, is a fueled-up racing car and I got nowhere to drive it.
0: Hey, can I ask you, have you tried crosswords? No, no, Natasha, I, I don't need puzzles or games. And the last thing I need is a vacation.
1: I need danger, the hunt, a challenge. I need a great case. Thunk, someone here for you, with a box.
3: We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews.
4: I tell you, I do buttress quite a bit.
2: Sam put my face on an onion.
3: I mean, I think it was just the, hey, tech bros just make up words to do their job kind of thing.
2: Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good.
1: The greater good. Not gonna the do... greater good. Yeah, where's your accent? Oh, the the greater the, the, good, good. What? <laughs> what just happened? That was the greater good. Okay.
2: It's more Cajun, I think, than whatever. Is it?
4: Yeah, you uh, want to let it roll off of your mouth like mag- like molasses. Yeah. Yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Real okay. slow kind of. I like it. What? Well, Savannah. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: And you're not going to lie with the goatee and then you saying that it reminded me of
4: Loveless from the uh, Wild Wild West. I am so sorry. No, it's yeah, fun I, of all things. That's the worst thing I could probably. I know, but like
2: his, his his, I loved his act. Kenneth Branagh in that role is is ridiculous, but fun at the same time. That's true. This is episode four hundred and thirty-two, and tonight we're talking about the Glass Onion, which is a sequel to Knives Out, which also has a dumb name because I think it's like the Glass Onion a Knives Out story, which is annoying because. Just
4: call it Knives Out, too.
2: Well, but yeah, it, or no. just call it the Glass Onion.
3: Just a Glass Onion.
2: Yeah, just Glass yeah. Onion. And then you don't need a subtitle. Or you can call it the Glass Onion, uh, uh, a Blanc Benoit. There
4: you know, go. Whatever. Right? Or like, a Benoit what, Blanc. Yes. Had they said that Knives Out was a Benoit Blanc story, then they could have used it on this one.
2: Yeah, but I don't think that they realized. I don't think uh they do they didn't know how popular it would be. Yeah, how, yeah, how Ryan well Johnson didn't out. realize yeah. because because he's not the lead actor in that movie. You not know, really, it's no. an Ana De Armas movie. Uh and you know, like Chris Evans has almost as much screen time as Daniel Craig, whereas in this movie, this is a Daniel Craig vehicle. Yeah. And uh he
3: ex- could retrofit it like Star Wars did though.
2: Oh sure, yeah, absolutely. Um, before we do any of that, though, I must introduce these people, especially that that voice that we don't know who it is, the mysterious voice uh, enters the, the podcast. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew. You must buttress
4: your feelings against me, sir, Jemison. I tell you, I do buttress quite a bit. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it is kind of like Loveless, isn't it? A little I just bit. noticed. Me- Munisha. Oh, yeah, very much M-nisha. so. <laughs> Munisha. Miss <Lip> and Rita. <laughs> Miss Lib Rita. Sorry. Okay. I'm, uh, it's not I'm just the accent.
2: Now. It's like the timbre of your voice. Like it's the same. Like I could have you read lines and and see if we can get people to figure out which one is which. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Well, this, this is a funny. If they game. do
4: Wild Wild West 2, I'll uh, I'll audition.
2: Oh, I think he got <laughs> killed in that movie, but that's okay. Sam. Yes. Death by pineapple juice really seems right up your alley, Vector.
1: Well, absolutely. Um, luckily, I'm not allergic to pineapple juice. No, but you, you know what? First of all, don't mind Daryl. He's he's kind of <laughs> tagging along um, for this podcast. <laughs> um, but uh, but Daryl and I would really like to to get you, Sean, to eat some shellfish over here. Um, okay. I know I know you don't eat it, but we're we're hoping there's an allergy. I'm not allergic to shellfish. I've had it before. Oh, dang it. (laughs) I don't not eat it
2: because I'm allergic (laughs) to it. I don't eat it because it tastes bad. Tastes amazing. To
4: me. To me, it doesn't taste good. To me.
2: It tastes like like fish. It tastes like salt water.
4: Yeah. Fish, I think we can all agree. Fish is, when you have to cover something up with vinegar or lemon, it's probably not that great.
2: Or just, or butter. Yeah, it's just. But we eat it anyway. It's just the best. Well, I don't. I just I cook myself a steak and let my wife eat all the seafood. <laughs> in fact, this weekend she uh, she had a bad weekend. This weekend, so I cooked her. I uh, steamed dungeness crab for her. Oh, nice. See, I know how to cook seafood. Well, I know how to cook some seafood. Yeah, uh, I know how to steam it and grill it and things like that. But I just eat my steak and I'm happy as a pig in poop. All right. Making his Cheap Seat Reviews debut is Audie. Does he have to helicopter that blue Porsche onto the island? Norman from the Let's Watch Highlander and Those Were the Days podcast.
3: Hello. Thank you, gents, for having me on. Absolutely, man. And it's funny. Anytime Southern accent is involved, In I am in the South in Georgia, me and my wife always... um, Defer to the office when there has been a murder and they're playing the murder mystery. <laughs>
4: That's right.
2: <laughs> nice. One day I'll understand what that means.
1: Oh, you poor soul. Breaking my heart. Yeah, I know. Killing these yeah. smalls.
2: That's okay. I got yelled at earlier today because um some friends of mine are watching Donnie Darko tonight, and I have not seen that. And I made that comment. And once again, I got the oh my god, you haven't seen that movie. And I'm like, I know, I just I haven't. It just got to a point where I was like, Well, no one wants to watch it with me, so I won't watch it. And then we started the podcast and I thought, well, we'll just do it for the podcast one day. And we no, ne- I haven't
1: seen it either. So yeah, I haven't either. Was, I so we need, need to do this. Wow. Oh
4: my gosh. That <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: That's amazing that the three of us hadn't seen it. That's
4: right. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll get some hate mail. I can't believe you're a movie podcast and you haven't seen Donnie Darko. Yes, no. We have we've watched other things.
3: Yeah, that billion we're old enough, 432 and so much thick in content. Yeah. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah. It just I was just one that I missed. And the, the funny thing is, there's at least I think at least three different people that have said to me, Oh my gosh, if you do it, I have to be the guest on that show. Like it, <laughs> I, I've heard that so many times that I've forgotten who has said it. <laughs> so like I guess whenever I am ready to do it, I might just throw up on Twitter and say, Hey, who's who offered? Because I honestly don't remember. It might have been Ebony. Uh, our Australian listener Ebony, but it also might have been Carrie from Dick Tales. Like, I really don't remember.
4: Um, it was a female.
2: It was definitely yeah, a female. It was somebody. Yep. Yeah. Well, after yeah. This episode, dude, don't yell mention. at me like women do. <laughs> 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 uh, there's something to be said about that. All right. So, again, Glass Onion 2022's The Glass Onion starring Daniel Craig and a bunch of people. I mean, a bunch of, you know, Edward Norton, Kate. Uh, Kate Houston, Hudson. Why can't I say that word? Hudson. Dave Batista, Catherine Hahn, Janelle Monet, Leslie Odom Jr. And yeah. all of the fun cameos you could possibly squeeze into one movie. Like it, it just it was one of those where it was like like I know that uh Star Wars, the 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 sequels have some fun cameos in you know in Stormtroopers, like right? like Daniel Craig mm-hmm is the stormtrooper that ray does the jedi mind trick on for the first time. Mm-hmm. So like he just wanted to be in Star Wars and that's cool. But it was like it just like Ryan Johnson was like, "Hey, who wants to be in my movie as yourself?" Okay. How about how about the star of the next show that I'm putting together, all right? You can uh, you can come hang out and Kareem well,
1: Abdul the, like <laughs> just... Ethan Hawke apparently was just in the neighborhood. Yeah. So like he's like, "I'll do it. I'll be in there." Because he looked like, honestly, he looked like he was still in his, um, the mummy, not mummy. Yeah. Um,
2: the oh, what's it I called? Moon man. Knight. Moon night. Yeah. Thank
1: you. Oh, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, his moon night costume. Like he just came yeah. straight from that set. Yeah. And he's like, "Okay, open your mask. Sprays him. What is that? You're good." And he never tells him. <laughs> I love that.
4: It's just Banaka. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a callback. Isn't it though? Yeah, but not gonna. But yeah. Hugh Grant, Serena Williams, Kareem abdul Javar, Steen Stonheim. I mean, it's just chock full of these cameos, and it's just every one of them is funny to me. I just absolutely love it. It, it just it was great. It, it makes me happy. It really did. Uh, Andrew, what did you tell us? What is Glass Onion? A knives out murder mystery story thing? You forgot Yo Yo Ma.
4: Oh,
0: oh yeah, yeah. Yo Yo Ma is in it too. <laughs>
4: Wasn't it though? Yeah. And also, can I just say before we get started, Dave Batista's head looks like a Shar a pu- uh, puppy. Uh, it's just all wrinkly and.
2: It oh, is. Sorry.
4: It is weird seeing him not in, Drax makeup. Yeah. yeah, I think they have to put a skull cap on him because his Drax head is much smoother. I swear it looks like the surface of the moon on uh, like there's craters and canyons and. Uh, all those years uh, of fighting, I guess I don't know. I guess yeah. so. Uh, I guess one day I'll be there, too. So anyway, Glass Onion. Famed Southern detective Benoit Blanc travels to Greece for his latest case. And that is all IMDb tells us. (laughs) Wow. All right. That is the worst description of a movie I've ever seen. (laughs) So let's do this. Five longtime friends are invited to the Greek island home of billionaire Miles Braun all five know braun from way back and owe their current wealth fame and careers to him the main event is a murder weekend game with braun to be the victim in reality they all have reasons to actually kill him also invited is Benoit Blanc the world's greatest detective
2: all right that actually that tells, tells you what bit. happens yeah a little bit
4: gives you a nice
3: little a little bit there yeah
2: all right so I watched this movie three times Uh, once because I wanted to, the second time was because my mother-in-law and wife wanted to, and the third time for the (laughs) podcast. So anybody else see it more than once?
1: I saw it. I saw the first, I think maybe 30 minutes of it tonight. Again, um, I'm starting Kimberly to, to go through it. So,
3: all right.
4: Yeah. That's cool. I watched it three times as well. But it's because you kept falling asleep, right? No. The first two times I actually wanted to, well, the first time was a pleasant surprise. And I said, <laughs> I'm going to watch this again. And I did. And then I found out we were doing it for the podcast. So I did it again.
2: <laughs> well, and this, 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 again, this is one of those, um, right. Audio. Am I wrong? Wasn't this a, a fill in because something else was, got pulled or was this always what we were going to do?
3: No, I think this is what we were going to do. You gave me some options. And then as soon as you threw up glass onion you know, was like, Oh, that one.
2: Okay. I couldn't remember that. That's happened like four times this year. So far, and it's, I think this is only our fourth podcast, maybe our third, uh, maybe it happened three times, I don't remember. its is important is, is that it's happened enough that I can't remember. Um. All right, so let's do, uh, I also it just occurred to me that two out of the last three uh, uh, guests have been uh, ANTP uh, guests. That's kind of fun. I'm looking ahead. We don't have any more on schedule, nice. which is fine, because we had Bill Meeks on two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. For Into the Woods. Uh, all
1: right. Who wants to go first? The five-word review. How about Sam? All right. I've got two of them tonight, and my first one is it just keeps getting better, and the second one is my brain hurts now. <laughs> <laughs> and and I've got to I've got to explain that one because I'm watching it for the podcast, right? Yeah. First of all, I'm watching it trying to catch clues, trying to catch. You know, something out of the ordinary, something in the background, something that tells me what the story is going to be about. But then, doggone it, Andrew, there is so much stuff in the background that Andrew has so many things to pick from for his (laughs) stupid little quiz that he does on this podcast that my brain just started melting by about midway through this movie. Yeah, you can't pay attention to that. No, my gosh. So, um but it I really enjoyed it I thought it was a lot of fun I love how just like the glass onion it, it's layered and I love how halfway through the movie you finally realize what's going on and it turns its itself on its head and I just I thought it was brilliant i i I was surprised um I didn't see any of the clues that that they mentioned about halfway through the movie um in the first place um i enjoyed all the characters i thought they were fun birdie is hilarious and 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 everybody wants to hang out with birdie and i certainly would as well um but no i thought ryan johnson did did a great job with this again yet another fun whodunit murder mystery slash storytelling experience so i thought it was a great film all right right on now before we go any further okay I think there was too much block. Oh, interesting. Okay. And I think there was too much of him. And I know maybe because of the whole Southern accent, it bothers me only because we're from the South and we hear real Southern accents. But I just think there was maybe just a little too much. I, I love the, the mysterious nature that he had in the first movie where you didn't quite know who he was, but you knew he was, you know, smart this one kind of took away some of his mystery in terms of what he was doing and how he was thinking. So, uh, that was, that's my only problem is that I think there was just too much of a good thing. Just like, you know, Jurassic park lost world showed too many dinosaurs. Um, it's kind of like, you know, too much of a good thing can, can be bad for you. So, and gymnastics. Yeah. We won't mention gymnastics. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right all right that's interesting no but i enjoyed it i thought it was well made i thought it looked fantastic um there's only one shot that i i can't remember where it was but it was it was behind them and they were looking out towards the sea or something and it was definitely green screen um that 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 took me out of the movie but other than that i thought it was good all right right on okay yep
3: um audi what do you got all right i've got two uh my first one was, wait, I forgot to mention. <laughs> just because halfway through the movie, it's like, let me tell you what's really going on. <laughs> and I was like, oh, OK. And then my second, yeah. my second one was, not all mysteries are complicated. Which is, I one thing I love about this movie is how it ends. And it's just like, he's just going off like, oh, this was stupid. Yeah, this whole thing was stupid. It's like, no, maybe it was like so, whatever. And it's like, no, it was just no, stupid. Stupid. <laughs> and Blanc admits, and I think Ryan Johnson is telling us, yeah, all this complication was for naught. It was just about something dumb. <laughs> and I kind of think it, there was some meta in there in him doing the movie the way he did, and I really love that about it. Um, I too watched it twice, and I love that because it's. It, I think Sean mentioned it last week about how the second viewing is different and it's different in that way of like you see what's going on more. You understand reactions a lot better. You're like, "Oh, oh. Oh, okay." Well, so,
1: Miles, especially Miles, right? Um yeah. What in his his seeing uh Helen for the first time, um yeah, I thought was mm-hmm. That that's a now that I've seen it, you know, the second way through is like, oh, that's a tell. That is right. such a tell that I missed the first time through.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, because it just plays off as just, oh, he's surprised that she's there, and then when you yeah. watch it the second time, you're like, oh, again, again, guys, if you're watching or listening, spoilers. All right, we we do spoil the things. I just, just in yeah. case, again, you're new here, uh, <laughs> we we spoil the thing. So like when he looks at her, he's surprised that she's alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so like that look is like, like he 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 wants to say, "Andy, you're alive," you know. So <laughs> right, but Edward Edward Norton does such a great look. Like his looks are just really really good. Yeah. So I I uh, we're gonna revisit uh Sam. You're too much uh Blanc, I think. I, I, oh, I, interesting. Yeah, okay. I <laughs> want to go back to that conversation because I sure. may or may not agree with you. So we'll, we'll see. Oh. That's all right. Andrew, what's your five-order view?
4: Okay. It's enjoyable, but not as congenial as the presiding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's perfect. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, you're totally was... right.
4: <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so to translate, it, not in the words of Miles Braun. Um, it's, I liked it a lot, but I don't like it as much as I love knives out. I really love knives out knives out a lot. Uh, and I think it's more clever and I think that, uh, it's, it's a whodunit story that we haven't seen before, if that makes sense. This one, it didn't feel lazy, but it just felt like, I don't know. It kind of goes back to your, your comment about his reaction, um, about he just is like, this was dumb. You know, like, <laughs> I, I don't know that that was the right way to end. Um And it did kind of seem at the end like, yeah, we we just blew up this guy's house and fortune and, well, not really his fortune, but we've severely screwed him with burning the Mona Lisa. Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody with that amount of wealth, I mean, I, I kind of relate. Miles to uh, to a uh, Elon Musk type person, um, and someone with that kind of wealth, e- even all the damage that she did, it's not going to hurt him. You know what I mean? So I don't feel like he got his comeuppance necessarily.
2: Well, the the damage to the house isn't about the money. It's about the fact that his house blew up with the stuff that he wants to put in people's homes. Well, yeah, but still, I mean. The financial I, ramifications not the big deal. It's the fact that, that there's now evidence that yeah, this stuff
1: explodes. So well, I, I took it. I took it as that now all the people left there are going to testify against him. Well, therefore yes. his wealth is going to be mm-hmm. taken from him once it goes back to the court and they testify that no, he did copy the the napkin and all of those shares, all of that ownership would transfer to her or to. Whatever her name was. Yeah,
4: yeah, that would have been a more enjoyable uh, ending for me if it were more clear that that's yeah, what it yeah, yeah. Well, it that, was it, that, I, mean, I think they, it was left
0: yeah, up.
2: They literally are sitting on the steps, and they're like, "I saw him light the napkin on fire. I saw that. Like, they're all basically. It's because that he's the leverage has changed, right? Because mm-hmm, before yeah. he had leverage on them. Then when she burned the Mona Lisa, it's like your wonder chemical." That's supposed to fuel the world. Just burned the Mona Lisa, so now you're you've lost a lot of wealth because of that. Because the insurance company is going to come after, a, you know, a hundred million dollars or whatever the Mona Lisa is worth, whatever he insured it for, right? So, you know, he's gonna he's losing that wealth along with his name, and so now he's no longer he doesn't have that financial leverage over them. So that's why they're willing to turn on him because. It's advantageous for them to do so.
4: Yeah, I, I still feel like though it just there's not the ramification of his actions are not is is not he's justified. not punished. They're yeah, not he's punished. not
1: punished. But but in a way that isn't that turning a murder mystery on its head. Like every murder mystery you see, you know the police come in, put the guy in handcuffs, and we're out, walk him away. In this yeah. case, that that didn't happen. And in Truly. fact, I kind of gasped when the, when the napkin did start on fire. Yeah. Um, I was like, Whoa, what are they going to do now? Like, what the heck, you know, what's the next thing? I was hoping it was a fake napkin. <laughs> That's the, You know, you yeah. sit there in these types of movies, but I think once again, he turned the trope on its head of a murder mystery and gave us a different ending than we're used to mm-hmm. now. Is that a good thing? Maybe, maybe not. I appreciated it. I thought it was kind of interesting that um, my expectations were usurped um, from what I thought was going to happen.
3: And I think there's something to be said also about the fallout that would happen from anybody who destroys the Mona Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like I run in a lot of artist circles, and the number of people that I know who had, like, very, very emotional responses to that of a fake Mona Lisa just in a movie getting destroyed like that. They were like, oh, I don't know if I can handle this. I don't know if I can endorse (laughs) this movie with that kind of thing happening. I was like, it's a movie. It didn't actually happen. You know that? It's like, yeah, but still that's the Mona Lisa. So like the impact that would have on the world, like, you know, the whole thing they were he was talking about. I want to be in the same breath as the Mona Lisa. And it's like, oh, you'd be in the same breath all right. Good lord. Yeah.
2: Well, it's also like like when movies do something ridiculous. Like I, I I kind of equate that to in The Kingsman when they blow up all of all of parliament and the US government. And you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. you know like the world would have, you know, gone into financial ruin if, you know, the entire executive branch of the US government and England and France and whatever all <laughs> their heads exploded. You know, it's just it would be chaos. Uh but that's what he was going for for that movie. By the way, we can't go any further until we address the elephant in the room. And by the elephant, I mean the fact that Sam put my face on an onion in his background. (laughs) Like,
0: look over Sam's (laughs) left shoulder. (laughs)
1: what i just i just found this random photo on on the internet and i I um... love how sam has (laughs)
2: enough time to to podcast prep watch the movie and still photoshop my face into an onion (laughs) you're so weird is that, that you didn't use an ai for that right like you put my
1: face there right I I found this on the internet. I Stop. tell you, you can find just about anything. It's already there. So yeah, it, but yeah. it looks
2: like onions with like that one right by your shoulder looks like a piece of sausage with egg. Yeah, a little bit. It's kind of weird. All right. Anyway, again, sorry for the for the podcast. You have, you'll have to find our YouTube and go look. It's very disturbing. <laughs> All right. Is it my turn? Is it my turn for five
1: word? It is your turn. All yes, right, it it is. go ahead.
2: Smart, clever, fun, Southern accent. Okay, That's all I wrote. So, I love this movie. Again, I watched it three times. I really love this movie. Do I love it more than Knives Out? No, I love it differently than Knives Out. Because to me, it's a very different film. Um, It's like, yeah. you know, it's it's okay to like 1989 Batman and The Dark Knight. You can like them both the same. They're very different from each other. And to me, that's what this is. This is a different movie than Knives Out. It has a different feel. It just, you know, I guess it has some of the same, you know, uh, directorial choices and things like that. But it's a different movie. And I love this movie. I really do. I want more Daniel Craig. I love his accent. I want all of it. I want him to say more things. I really love it. Now, according to someone else who I have, because I haven't seen Logan Lucky. But basically, it's the same accent as what he does in Logan Lucky, and now I want to watch that movie. Not just because it was filmed up the street from where I live, but also because I want Daniel Daniel Craig's southern accent. Um, but I had a really good time with this. So I so Sam says maybe too much Daniel Craig. So how no, how was the rest of the team here? Because I say it was the right amount. I think it was the
3: perfect amount. What what say you, Audie? No, I'm, I'm with you. I think this was the right amount. I think in Knives Out, he had to be mysterious because of it wasn't a focus on him, but he was the one coming in to solve the mystery. At this, this one, it's everything from his perspective because these people are the mystery to us, the audience, and we're supposed to be going along with Benoit Blanc on this journey, as it were, to figure out what the heck's going on. So I think it works that we're with him most of the time and that he's the main focus, um for the most part. And I, I'm I'm with you. I enjoy the accent. Like it definitely I went to school in Savannah, so this definitely felt like something I heard down there a lot <laughs> from some of the natives down there. So um the accent was fine with me. And yeah, just just more of Daniel Craig doing stuff like this, having those great one-liners, like when he's talking to Bertie about um just because you say a lot doesn't mean it's intelligent (laughs) i'm paraphrasing there but like great great little lines like that
2: you quoted like half of my my clips already (laughs) 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 i love it all right well andrew what do you think What what do you how are you feeling there
4: well i i'm fine with it i like him and as an actor and i like him in this role um and i think that he was really one of the better parts of knives out even though he was not the central focus of that movie. Um, so I didn't have a problem with it. And his accent, you know, uh, it, you don't, at least I don't, hear people talking like that on a daily basis in the South. Maybe I don't live in the right area, but uh, it's a little over the top. But again, that could be his British self that could be the only uh, American accent that he can do without. I don't know. Maybe not. He's a great actor. I'm sure he can do others. But or you know, Ryan Johnson heard that and said, "That's funny. Do it that way." <laughs> well, <laughs> we, we we did. Well, it is him.
1: over the top. This one did, yeah. did feel a lot more over the top than than Knives Out, for sure. Right? Yeah. This one felt where where they gave the actors a lot of room to be crazy in this one and to act kind of, well, just almost overact in some points.
2: I think the, I think the family does a pretty good job of that kind of thing, kind of acting the trope that they are. But Mm -hmm. Benoit Blanc in that, in that movie, he's just in a suit and he's very reserved. He's very like in this thing, he's wearing a kerchief and this like pinkish thing. And he's, he's very flamboyant. Um, I mean, they really kind of, for lack of a better word, they up the gay in this oh, one yeah. for him. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. in the first one, he's just a guy in a suit. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? So like, I really like that they. That, I mean, Hugh Grant as his, uh, I guess, partner was just. I I loved it when he answered the door. I just thought, hey, I just watched you and the gentleman. So that's a very different role for you. Um. But, no, I I, 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 <laughs> he, I loved his accent. I, like, there are very few people that can do Hollywood that can do Southern. I mean, Matthew McConaughey is from the South. He's from Texas. So that's just his normal talking voice. But most other ones that when they try to do Southern, it's just really bad that mm-hmm. it's, like, not offensive is not the word, but, like, offensive you know like like fake <laughs> offensive but whereas this not offensive but offensive you know but not yeah. not like not like yeah. real actual offensive right but just yeah you know it's just ugh, guys come on just get someone from the south right whereas for some reason his it was music to my ears i just loved listening to him talk i could listen to that guy in that ex- accent read the phone book it was just it was great for me
3: well it's part of the whole Apparently, everybody from Europe can do an American accent better than we could ever try to do any of their accents at all.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I
4: mean, how's that German, Sean?
2: Yeah, it's still bad. (laughs)
3: Like,
2: listening to Michael Caine do Southern in secondhand lines was great because he's good at it. So, I'm with you. Um, All right. Well, I didn't actually take a whole lot of notes, even though it's mainly because I watched it three times. So I just <laughs> forgot. to was like, well, I won't really need to take notes because I'll just remember so much of the movie. Um, and I guess also when you're talking about a murder mystery for the podcast, you know, you're, you're kind of thinking like, do we want to, di- you know, do we we talk about the clues? Do we talk about the way that the that the the director peeled back the layers like the glass onion? I'm not really sure what to do here, but I mean, is there, is there a part that you guys liked the most? Is there a part that you hated? Like, is there anything that didn't work for you? I mean, where do we want to go here?
1: Sam, where do I want to go here? Um, I, the only thing that, that, well, I, I didn't appreciate, you know, knives out. it, It was a wealthy family, right? But it felt attainable or it felt relatable this for some reason didn't feel relatable at all to to any of these characters um only because they're just i don't know just none of these people were uh, how can i say it uh, on a billionaire's trillionaire's island in the middle of nowhere it just felt very foreign to me
4: because okay. it was Greece. Yeah, no, I can agree, and you know, like I said, it, it feels very Elon Musk. You know, uh, although I think he would be too awkward of a human being to actually hang out with in the same room. Um, probably. Probably, yeah. and he's probably listening to this, and and it's fine, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> sure. Um, I think he listens to it. No, his his bots do. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I just. You're right. It doesn't feel real, uh, as in, you know, it, it, maybe because the other movie took place in a, in a house, and yes, it was a nice house. It was uh, almost a mansion, but this one is like, you know, you there's the entire glass room that is his office, and there's the uh, piano from Liberace, and there's his car out on the helipad. Or, or wherever it is. And it, it just, I don't know. There's something about it that I agree. It, it's a little far out there, I guess.
3: Yeah. Which is what I enjoyed about Daniel Craig as Blanc being thrown into this or coming mm-hmm. into this. Like, he, he felt like our character to be with and just, you know, so many times he's looking around like, this is crazy. Y'all are crazy. This is crazy. Yeah, he he was
1: the fish out of water in this mm-hmm. one.
3: I would also, I think of all of them, I think Peg is the one I could have related to more as (laughs) Birdie's assistant, just because being that person that has to help out and do everything, and nobody knows your name. And, you know, like, she tries to talk to Miles, and he's like, who are you again? Like, doesn't even care about who she is, kind of thing.
4: Um, Yeah. Yeah, and maybe that's what it is about this movie, is I don't really care about the people. Um, Yeah. They're they're not relatable, I guess, except well, not, for those. not in, not until you meet the real Helen. Right.
1: You know I mean? uh, except
4: for Helen and, and Benoit Blanc in some aspects. But like you said, Peg, and that's that's about it. I mean, the, the people that are doing real world jobs, you know, I feel like I can kind of relate to them. But we still don't know. There's not a maybe not enough backstory about well, each one. I, to I don't care about them enough. I don't
2: think you're supposed to care about them. They're 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 all mm-hmm. kind of horrible people, just like yeah. in Knives Out. I mean, no one in that family is a good human. Even um, the girl's best friend in the family still lies and tries to get her to, you know, rescind yeah. the whatever. So they all suck. Everyone in that family sucks. They just they su- their their suckage is a little bit more muted they're they're less flamboyant because there's more of them, right? So you can't have them be as crazy. Whereas in this movie you've got crazy right winger Dave Bautista and his, you know, arm candy there who whatever. And then you've got Whiskey. Yeah, whiskey, which is a f- fun name. And then you've got, you know, crazy Birdie, who is like everything wrong with Twitter. You know, wrapped into one blonde, right? And then you've got uh, this this brilliant scientist but is just in it for the money. then you've got a, a corrupt politician which is you know, oh geez, we, we all know that you know so like they're all I don't think we're supposed to relate to them. I think we're supposed to look at them and go, you are all terrible people. And here you are gonna play around with this horrible dude, the billionaire and that's and that's fine. I'm okay with that. I really am. I'm okay with not caring about them. honestly. The only thing that would have, and I think to Andrew's point, because you said there's no consequences, we don't know what the consequences are. It would not have hurt my feelings if they all got arrested, <laughs> somehow. You know, like the police, yeah. the police boat finally does show up. You know, Blanc is sitting there smoking a cigar with Doug or whatever his name was, and Daryl, Daryl, thank you. Yeah. And uh, and then the police show up, and he's like, just ar- arrest them all. You know, just they're there, except for her, arrest them all. You know, just
4: well, it kind of goes back to like what we saw last week in the menu. Um, you know, all these people, you kind of want them to get their comeuppance, comeuppance. yeah, yeah, and, and they do in that one, like they really they do, do in that movie. Uh, and you're right, I mean, all these people are not great people, but I didn't really want to see anything happen to them except for Miles, who sure. I, I still I don't think, think, you know. Sorry, Uh, I was just going to say, I think if he had been blown up in the building, I would have been fine. (laughs)
3: That could have been interesting. I think the other thing is making them so terrible at the beginning, setting this, because it's a a Knives Out mystery, you're immediately trying to figure out who's the worst. Right. um, Until Ryan Johnson's like, oh, wait, let me flip you on your head a little bit. (laughs) So I think it's kind of playing into what he's trying to do with this movie too
1: now just wait the next one the the worst person is going to be end up being the best person or you know the 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 least guilty or something along that lines that, that's how these things work you think mm-hmm. you think so and the progression yeah yeah because you know they're pointing us in one way and they love to to, to pull the rug out so um yeah
2: all right I was trying to see if they already announced the next one. It doesn't. It doesn't look like it.
3: I think Craig has said he's ready for at least one or two more. I read somewhere, like he's game. Yeah, it shouldn't. I, I but, wouldn't think it would take him
1: that long to film these things.
2: Well, p- filming probably isn't the problem. Ryan Johnson's got to write another murder mystery, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that doesn't, you know conflict with some of the other ones that have already been made you know like he can't yeah. rip off and copy somebody else yeah he yeah. can't it has to be different enough
1: how about Benoit uh, solving the, the murder mystery oh my nice <laughs> that was <amazing>. scene.
3: <laughs> especially after him talking about like he can never figure out clue he feels like it's a dumb game <laughs> yeah
2: I'm so bad at dumb things oh knives three knives out three is already in development nice. go. oh good I mean it's in development um yeah. it, it says uh 2024 just one year oh, wow. it's just next year
1: yeah Sweet. yeah like I said they if, if he can if he's got stories they could pump these things out pretty quick yeah mm-hmm. so the problem is you know well here's the big question did quality did it get worse or better or the same or better than the first Knives Out. What do you mean quality? What do you mean? Well, in terms of, um, you know, we all love Knives Out, and the only reason you get a sequel is because people are demanding more of the same, right? Yeah. You know, we the Lost World was horrible, right? It was a big step down from Jurassic Park. What? The, Jurassic Park 3 was a was a leap off of a cliff from, <laughs> from uh, the second one. Um, but you know, it's very rare for, for movies to, to maintain the quality. And I'm just trying to think, I don't know if I've got to go see the first one again, but I, I think it, it did pretty well to, to keep up the, uh, the quality in terms of the whodunit nature of it. Right. The, the, the idea that it kind of kept me guessing and kept me. Wondering what the heck was going to happen next. I I had a really good time with that aspect of this movie. So, I yeah you know is the quality the same? Is it worth more sequels?
2: I I personally think it is. I mean I I do. I think that the 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 quality is as good. I think everything about it is as good as Knives Out. Yeah. The the only thing that we don't have is the surprise factor because knives out was so surprisingly good. Yeah. And so this time it's like okay, well the expectations are set. The the bar is here, you know, you're going to have to meet the bar. And I think he did. Did I yeah. do I think he like surpassed it? No, I don't. You know, n- cuz like you just said the majority of the time the s- sequels are worse, right? We could go on a yeah. small little tangent of well, which sequels are equal and better than yeah. the original? And we can do that list and it wouldn't be very long is the point. You know, no. we could say the Lord of the Rings franchise. We think that uh, there's a little bit of argument, but there's not a huge drop from 1 to 2, right? You might like right. one better than two, but it's not like it's a drop. Uh, Star Star Trek 1 to 2 is a huge leap up. You know, Star Wars the Empire Strikes Back in my opinion is a step up. But then you have for every one of those, you have 10, Speed and Speed 2, oh, and yeah, yeah. Jurassic oh. World and Jurassic World and, 2, and yeah. uh, insert whatever else movie you want to do, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't think of a Transformers and oh, the God. rest. Oh. <laughs> oh. So... Uh, I think it did, personally. I, I think this thing knocked it out of the park, uh, personally.
3: so I, I agree. I, I think this, it definitely is on the same level as Knives Out. And I think it's, the one thing that uh, I think is really interesting and maybe would be interesting to see him play with is it feels like these two movies are very different in the season that they are in. You know, mm-hmm. Knives Out sure. definitely feels like a fall movie. Yeah. This one on the island in the Bahamas, it's summertime. Like they're in swimwear and bikinis and everything. Yeah. So, it'll be interesting to see if the next one like is he going to be It's going to be in a in a in, in the a winter ski resort trailer yeah. park lockdown. Like yeah. him and Hugh Grant get locked down somewhere and have the two of them try to solve a mystery. That's what Ooh, I want to see next. That'd be get some Hugh of... Grant in there with him. Let's see their well, dynamic. I, I think Helen Helen needs to be the Watson.
1: Well, he was mentioning how well she was being the, you know, finding clues. I think I I I think it'd be kind of fun to have her come along as a Watson. I don't
2: think it would work because, like, no, well, because they didn't have anyone else come come through from the first movie. I mean, technically they Mm -hmm. did. Uh, Daryl was like the cop, one of the cops from Knives Out, but it's not the same guy, right? It's just the same actor. Like that's just Ryan Johnson's buddy, right? But, um the I, I don't think no. you could do it i if you were gonna do it I like the idea that Hugh Grant turns into his Watson mm-hmm. like they're they're on a trip together and they stumble in on a, a murder mystery at a well if they did if they did fall then uh if this is yeah I guess if they do four then you could do all of them right you could do um mm-hmm. the last one has to be a yeah. winner so like if this is like Spring, I guess it's somewhere in the Mediterranean, but it's kind of always somewhere in the Mediterranean. So they could do another summer one. I guess I don't know. I like your idea though, like maybe doing a um, a winter one. Yeah, like, yeah,
1: but you're right. Like in a lodge, right? Yeah. Like, I, do, and, do you think? Do you think it have to be always be these these rich eccentric places? It has to be right. Like he, he's right. Is like, that kind of the thing?
2: Yeah. Like oh, I here we go. We're gonna set. We're gonna do. It's gonna be like like Hugh Grant <laughs> says. Okay, we need to get you. Out of the house, we're gonna go and do a thing, and they go to like Everest or something, where all these rich people go to do like climbing and stuff. So it's it's got to be like a rich person's game, right? And then there's yeah. a murder mystery, but they're stuck there like at the the base camp, and he has to figure it out from that. I like this, uh, uh, Ryan Johnson. I hope you're listening. We,
1: we got it for you, dude. Yeah, we got. I heck, I would I would just appreciate you know you know go to the Swiss Alps and and get snowed in yeah. somewhere up there and. Mm-hmm. And have this murder mystery in the in this amazing lodge. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I
2: think that'd be great. And they're again they're stuck there until you know, till the next day when they clear the snow and then the Swiss guard can come in or whatever. So like in there's they're stuck, they're isolated. I like yeah. this idea. Yeah. All right. Are we ready for some clips? Dong.
0: because I have <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it's ten fifteen. 15 yeah. I missed the I missed the ten o'clock. I wasn't paying attention.
3: Sorry.
2: <laughs> By the way,
3: another great cameo. Do we? Yeah.
2: Do we have a? Uh, do you think that there's a hopping man in this movie? Because I think there's kind of one. Sort of.
1: Well, Ethan Hawke does. Come yeah, but he's. I think um, he's.
2: He's. I think he served his purpose. I was. I was yeah. expecting. It's actually not a person. I was expecting this thing to to make a, a return, but it never did.
1: Yeah.
2: Any guys? Any guesses? No. I was ex- no. I was honestly expecting the luggage robot to come back into play for some reason. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or at least struggle on fire struggling. Yeah. Something. Something. Yeah.
0: I just
4: or... I did feel a little bad for it. <laughs> Why? It was carrying everything all at once, which you know, good for it, but I don't know. <laughs>
2: I mean, that takes some serious software to be able to put it all on itself and then to go to each room to drop all those stuff off.
3: Yeah.
1: So I... I, I hey, they had haptic slap bracelets. So Yeah. I mean, yeah. That were so, waterproof. There you go.
3: That were programmed ahead of time, even though Benoit Blanc was not supposed to come.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I picked up on that too. And Andy? Yeah.
4: Right? Like there was...
3: Well, no, she got the box, so there was a plan.
4: Is, I did kind of wonder about that. Like, why did she get a box knowing knowing that he had – or thinking that he had killed her? Why would he send a box?
3: I think the box was sent out ahead of time.
4: Or – well, I guess, yeah. Or was it sent – Cause... To make it look like he had nothing to do with it because he didn't know about it. That would be my guess. Maybe. That was I, my
2: maybe. Guess. I mean I mean he did say it took somebody a real long time to make the box and all that stuff. So I mean he probably commissioned the box back when they were still
3: friends. You know? Yeah, maybe so. I, I I don't know. I mean maybe he was okay, so she was killed within a few days of that box getting delivered to everybody. So Yeah.
2: That's that's what makes me think he commissioned it and had it you know sent to her house mm-hmm. had it had that that was already in motion before he went out right. there to, to to do the thing, and so because they
3: said at the beginning of the movie she's always been invited to these things but she never shows up
2: yeah yeah I do love the yeah. fact that she just beats the hell out of it with a hammer I thought that was
3: brilliant <laughs> it just and when you figure find out why and it's like oh okay that makes sense like yeah absolutely nice. yeah but yeah exactly it that just, it's Helen and not Andy opening the box.
2: I just, I, it was. We go to this really cool thing where they're all figuring it out It's
3: a Fibonacci sequence. Shut up, mom. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. and, uh, <laughs> and you know, Yo Yo
2: mom's like, oh, that's uh, you know, whatever it was. And, fugue, yeah. Bach, uh, uh, bird. Bach's
3: little fugue in G minor.
2: Yeah, and it's like, and it's a thing where they do layers and whatever, and like they do this whole great montage. Is that a montage, guys?
4: It, it kind of is, yeah. yeah. It was. Uh, it
1: was a puzzle-solving montage.
2: I don't have that. I don't have the uh, our main ones. So oh, you get this one. Son. You get this one. You get the old montage that thing. That's
4: too. like as okay. old as Banaka.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's what I had handy. uh So, yeah, we had a good little montage there, which was great. So, uh, and then she just beats the shit out of it with a hammer. That just cracked me up. I I laughed. This movie, this movie did make me laugh more than Knives Out. I will say that um, personally. I mean, the the hot sauce up the nose had me rolling.
3: <gasps> oh my
1: gosh! God, <laughs> I can imagine. Oh,
2: that had me rolling. Okay, here you go. Now you feel better. Alright, sorry, Audie. I, I stepped right on you. What were you
3: saying? No, I was just saying, when he put the hot sauce in his eyes to make himself <laughs> cry, and he's like, oh my brother, that's too hot! <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: What did he say? He said something really funny, too. I didn't capture it. Yeah. I should have. Oh, I can't <laughs> remember what he said. It was really funny. Because uh, she then said it, too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Gosh, I can't remember what she said. All right. Anyway, time for the first clip. Here we go. Because she's afraid that I will tweet... An ethnic slur.
3: Again. Yes. And you agreed. No phone for the rest of the media cycle.
1: I didn't even know that that word referred to Jewish people. I thought it was a generic term for cheap. (laughs) Jewy. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Then then the sweatshop. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Do do, do you really think... They they make sweatpants at a sweatshop. <laughs> the the best part like, was sounds good. <laughs>
2: um, sounds good, and then your emoji dabbing. Yeah, like that was that was like. A,
3: there's something to be said to be acting well enough that you are believably acting that dumb, like that you right, believe yeah. that that character is that dumb. Yeah, and yet <laughs> Kate Hudson beautifully pulls it off. Oh, oh and yeah. she's
1: still gorgeous, by the way. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Man, oh, man.
2: All right. This is something that I think we all can agree on.
1: I do not hate boobs. Boobs give us many useful things. Boobs give us milk, cheese. Breast nourish our young until the age where we can go out and hunt for them. Let's be honest. Boobs are fun.
2: Okay. Like, his whole thing there was was funny. But, like, the idea that, like... (laughs) <laughs> Boobs give us cheese. Like, <laughs> just that mental image is like, because when he said it in the, the first time I heard him say it, like it's like, okay, I know what he's trying to say. Like, you can make cheese from milk, but you don't make che- you can't make cheese from breast milk. So then I, my so then my image went to like like canned spring cheese, you know, you know, <laughs> like coming out of my
0: girls'
2: like that's what happened. Like that's what my <laughs> mental image went. So again. To well, the, Rosalie, Rosie, I'm sorry. All right. I'm sorry for that, but it it was what my mind went to.
3: The other thing that cracked me up about it is he's responding to Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. Like at the top. He's talking to Jimmy Kimmel, who's, yes, we know Jimmy Kimmel's show now. Jimmy Kimmel wasn't always the super slick talk show host. He used to have a show back in the day. Oh, The Man Show. The Man Show. Yeah. Uh So it, it just rung so funny for me that he's, trying to defend boobs to Jimmy Kimmel of all people. Right. <laughs> well, cuz I think
2: obviously like what would 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 probably happened is that because he's on this um uh, the the man manifestation man man yeah. whatever it was, the manification of America, we got to get the man back in America or whatever. So mm-hmm. obviously at some point he was like if you're only about just being a man then obviously you don't like boobs or something. So that's why he had to do this skit and then whiskey comes out oh i like my boobs they're so much fun oops sorry feministas or something like that it's just everything about it is so cringe and then his mom slaps him in the face which was funny Mm -hmm. um this is not a word
3: i know you guys think i'm a hippie but can we just take a second and fully abbreviate this moment together Mm -hmm.
2: now (laughs) i'll be fully i'll fully admit when he said it the first time I didn't quite key in on, wait, that's not a word. I didn't, I didn't, you know what I'm saying? Like he, he, he just said it so. So convincingly. Just, so convincingly. Yeah. It was just one of those like. Yeah.
4: What did he And say? it's close enough to another word, abbreviate. Yeah. That, that you feel like, oh, okay. Right. Because so I didn't catch it either the first time. Yeah. Or, or the three other mm-hmm. words that are four other words that he says that are just wrong or. Yeah. a yeah. word.
3: I caught that they weren't words, but I thought they were. I mean, I think it was just the "hey, tech bros" just make up words to do their job kind yeah. of thing. It it and then sounded when he calls it out at the end. I was like, okay, yeah, okay,
2: thank you. Because it, it, it reminded me of like all of those those business words that people use, like synergy and and <laughs> oh, uh, buzzwords. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, all those buzzwords that I can't stand. And it just that's what it reminded me of. It's like, oh, this is just another buzzword. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. Uh, you uh, made reference to it, uh, Audie, earlier.
1: Like Miles said, I'm a truth teller. Some people can't handle it. It's a dangerous thing the mistake speaking without thought for speaking the truth. Don't you think? <laughs>
2: yeah, such, such a good line. Again, mm-hmm. that is Twitter. So. Uh huh. All right. Remember, you must buttress
1: any butters, of reverence, butters. all respect that you had for me when you crossed my threshold. Buttress those feelings now. Buttress them.
2: I love it. Buttress them. Uh, this cracked me up. This cameo just absolutely cracked me
0: up. Confounds me. Just confounds
3: me. We don't have a motive for mm-hmm. Duke Orbert. So, do either of you two you- want to do a session or what? <laughs> I'm on the clock.
2: <laughs> and the look that they give is just fantastic. They're just like, uh... No. And she's just like, alright, it's your money. It's your money. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's so rich he can pay Serena Williams to hang out in case somebody wants to do a workout session. It's just mm-hmm. fantastic. Uh, alright.
3: Beautiful cameo.
2: Now they say glass onion in this movie a lot. So I'll, again, not really gonna take the time to do a supercut, but here is one of those times.
1: Look into the clear center of this last onion. Miles Braun is an idiot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. And finally, again, Audie mentioned it earlier. It's
1: just dumb. An allergy. He can't even have a drop. Pineapple juice. He just put pineapple juice in his whiskey. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. It's brilliant. (laughs) No! It's just dumb.
2: (laughs) No! He gets so offended. It's just dumb. I Love it. (laughs) Absolutely love it. Okay. Alright. Time for this.
3: And now for some more bad news. Ready?
2: This is our game called Hey, Did You Notice? You know, one of these days I'm going to find some cheesy game show music. What do you think? Think I should do that? Some, yeah, some cheesy not? game show sure. music here? All right, I'm going to work on that for next week. That won't get us banned or sued. Sure. I, can, uh, I can write us a theme. Are you going to perform it, too, so go. that we can... Sure, yeah. The you, not live. I'll record okay. it. Okay. All if you're if you're actually offering, I'm all for it. <laughs> if not, there's a there's a hand there's a bunch of free sites I can get that. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh hey, did you notice? This is a game where Andrew has has painstakingly combed through this movie to oh, find the most God. inane yeah. objects about what we must figure yeah. out what they are and things like that. So in this week's game, uh, I will play against Audi. Uh unless Sam you want to participate too.
1: Well, I paid attention, for God's sake. All right, so <laughs> so,
2: so we're going to do Sam and I versus Audie because we're mean. And Thanks. it'll be uh, things that lot. we notice in the background. Audie will go first. If you get the uh, answer right, you get a point. If you don't get, a ch- uh, get it right, we have a chance to steal it. Uh, and if uh, best out of five wins, and, of course, as always, if you win or lose,
4: I will mail you some stickers. So
2: there you go. All right, Yay. Andrew, take it away.
4: All right, Audie, this question goes to you. Uh, Benoit Blanc is in the bathtub playing among us playing against Steven Sondheim, uh, Angela Lansbury, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Natasha. I forget her last name, but um, they're playing. What is Angela Lansbury's uh, gamer tag? Oh, my gosh.
3: Oh. It was something. What was it? Oh, my gosh. Angela
1: lilies
3: or something like that no Sam?
1: I have no idea at all I want to say it was like murder she wrote or murder 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 wrote or something like that
4: it's close but I can't give it to you it is m she solved Uh, m she solved uh, that's right
2: okay yeah
4: m she solved all right uh Sean and Sam as all of our uh Characters are opening their boxes to get their invitations from Miles. They have to do Fibonacci sequences, and uh, they have to figure out that there's a compass in the the box. There's also an element in the box, silver. What is the atomic number of silver? Are you serious? (laughs) That was one of the questions they had to know to open the box.
1: Uh, uh, uh hold on. Uh it's 45? So, something like that. Isn't it forty six? What
4: were you gonna say? My
2: Shane? my brain said forty eight. That's what popped in my my head was forty eight. Okay. But,
1: it's in the it's in the upper forties, but I can't remember. But we're obviously wrong. Yeah,
2: we're already wrong. Do you I wrote this? this
1: one
3: down forty seven. Yeah? It is 47.
0: Ah, oh, gosh, oh, no. we, we're on the other side of it.
3: <laughs> In anticipation of this, I wrote down, like, so much stuff for that stupid yes. guy.
2: <laughs> That's amazing. He wrote it down. There
3: you
4: go. <laughs> All right, this, Audie. This, this is a this guest that back... does his
2: homework. I love it.
4: Yeah, let's oh, see. Oh, my gosh. This question goes back to you, Audie. What is Lionel's job before meeting Miles?
3: Oh. He talked about
4: it. Uh, yeah, Duke was a video game guy. Right. All right. What was Lionel's job before meeting Miles? Oof.
2: He was a train conductor. I, I don't, don't even understand. have a good guess. You
1: know, Lionel right. this one. I know it. Sam? Because I, I'm I substitute teacher.
4: He is a sub, It was oh, a substitute yeah. teacher. Mm-hmm. Yes. Nice. Very good. All right, I one got, to one. Oh, all
1: right. I got one.
4: All right, Sean and Sam, this is yours. What animal made of glass is on Miles's desk? He has all these glass statues, or crystal statues, glass statues, and there's one animal on his desk.
1: I thought it was like a giraffe or
4: something. That is correct. It was a giraffe, yeah.
1: Nice.
2: <laughs>
3: nice, Gash. <Good>. All right.
1: <laughs> See, this
3: is yeah. why my
4: brain was smoking, you know, coming from this movie. <laughs> nice. All right, Um, Audie, this is your question. You have a chance to tie it up here. All right. What was the name of the book Andy found the letter in?
3: Oh, it was... Hold on, because I wrote this down too. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's
3: awesome. I'm telling you, if any movie was made for this game, I was like, (laughs) it was uh, Note for Future Biographers. No. Oh, Oh, song. Oh, no, I I, read the wrong
4: note. She pushed the uh, bookshelf over and the book fell out and there's where she noticed the napkin.
1: I
2: actually don't. When he said book, I thought it it. was a different thing. So I actually don't know,
1: Sam. It was not of mice and men. Um, It was it's usually one of these. Oh, crap. I go ahead. Mice and men. Okay, yeah, it's,
3: that's it was the innovator's dilemma.
4: That is correct, by Clayton
3: Christensen, which is a real book. Like, yeah, yeah. I did not realize that until I googled it just to see. I was like, is this real? Is this fake?
4: So I didn't. Uh, I could have come up with another question, but I didn't uh, because <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I didn't think we would need a tiebreaker. So we're going to end in a tie today. How about no? <laughs> I right.
2: I have hey, one. On. No, I have one here. Okay, I have one because I wrote this one. This is the one that I wrote down. So this will be just okay. for Sam and Audie. What book is Serena Williams reading?
1: If you would have I asked me an hour ago, one. I would have remembered. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not The Gray Man. It's, uh, oh, crap. I I don't remember. It's called Gravity's Rainbow. I,
2: Gravity's I, Rainbow. I paused it to, to write it down. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right, well, we'll end in a tie, and yeah, uh, we yeah. all get stickers. I like it. <laughs> Woohoo. GG. Uh, time for this. Excuse me while I whip this out. All right, well, this movie is all on an island. Well, majority of it on an island, and some of it in his bathtub, but for the most part in an island. On an island. So we are picking movies that are on an island. And this week... Sam, we'll go first.
1: Sure. Honorable mention to Lost, uh, the TV show, All which right. launched uh, Abrams kind of into the stratosphere. Um, my number three is Castaway with uh, Tom Hanks and Fire Have Fire. And Wilson. Yeah. Um, my number two is called, it's a little movie called The Rock. Nice. Which uh, nice. may or may not be the best uh, movie made by uh, Mr. Bay um, yeah. out there. And my number one, Sean, you knew this was coming. Oh yeah, you knew it was too easy. Oh yeah, it was too way too easy. It was a, it's got to be, uh, the Island of Doctor Moreau. Yeah, stop uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jurassic Park. Of course it is. Of
2: course Jurassic. it is.
3: Yeah, cool. All right, Audie. All right, um, I'm gonna do one honorable mention. I know we talked about not doing something like this, but I gotta play it anyways because i love the movie it's not specifically an island but it incorporates all those tropes and that's the martian okay oh yeah
1: yeah
3: Mm -hmm. um so i wanted to try and think of not like i made a list of some and going for those that are not typically picked so i would say my number three is the island okay michael Uh, michael bay yeah
1: you know he reused Footage in that one from previous movies. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
3: Or no, he used. I think he used footage from that in the Transformers movies. Maybe what that's it what it was. Yeah. Um, My number two is Hook. All right. Oh, oh, nice.
4: Yeah, good.
3: And then my number one is one that is just endearing to my childhood. It is the 1960s Disney version of Swiss Family Robinson. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. That was, that was on repeat on Saturday afternoons at our house. Mm-hmm.
3: Just having that whole dang tree
1: house. Yeah. And, you know, that was the big dream of all us Swamp Kids in Florida, was to, <laughs> to build build a Swiss family Robinson house
4: in the middle of the woods um, or in the middle of the swamp. Um, and then you and then you, you know. visit the one in Disney World and you go, eh,
2: okay. No. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because we did uh, last so year. So underwhelming. Well, yeah. it's, my kids were bummed because they wanted to play on it. Yeah. 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 They're like it's just kind of know, walk around. You just walk around on it and they're like, We you couldn't touch anything. Like they were bummed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh my my so I also had The Rock, but I'm gonna so I'll switch that switch that one out since we had that. So okay. my number three now is Six Days and Seven Nights with Harrison Ford and Anne Hayes. Nice. Which has one of my funny, funniest scenes ever in it. Uh, my number two is gonna be Shutter Island. Mm-hmm. Okay, with uh, DiCaprio. And my number one is a a book that I read and really loved. And then they came out with the movie that Clint Eastwood directed, and that is Flags of Our Fathers.
0: Mm. As
1: most of the movie is on Iwo, two islands or same island, two people. What? Isn't it Iwo Jima? Both of them. What do you mean both? Well, he's got Flags of Our Fathers and um. Oh, letters, letters. of the Jima. I didn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah,
2: I didn't. I didn't watch that one. I watched Flags. Oh, okay. Office. Yeah, but yes, okay. he did. He he directed two movies on the same island from the point of view of of each side. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, Andrew. Okay, I have uh, an honorable mention of uh, shipwrecked. Oh my gosh, that Disney! Uh, oh
0: thing.
2: yeah, I made this my kids my watch childhood. that about 5 months ago and my son looked at me and goes Swiss family Robinson is better.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. <it> is. <laughs> yeah, but it does
2: not have Gabriel yeah. Sideburns in that movie.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I must have watched Shipwreck. I don't know. Yeah. 10 20 times. When mm-hmm. I was to... Many times, yeah. Yeah. All right, so that's my honorable mention. Number 3, I have 51st dates.
3: Yes. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. Okay. That's, that's a good right. one.
4: Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. um <laughs> number two, I have Couples Retreat <laughs> with Vince Vaughn. And then number one, Swiss Army Man.
2: Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I about that one, too. Yeah. But see, the, the, oh, and I, I, I thought about I, that one, but the majority of the movie isn't, like, they think they're on an island, but they're not. They're just, I, like, in his backyard. In
4: his head. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: yeah. But it does start I, with an island,
4: yeah. I, I was also going to include one that I thought you would include, which was Waterworld. Oh, Sean? oh my gosh! Yeah,
2: yeah. 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 But again, like ninety nine point five percent of the movie is a boat. You know, like the which island is, true. is at the very end. So yeah, yeah. But still, you're not you're not wrong. That's a good one. And then of course you have the floating city, the atoll, which again I have seen in real life. All right, Twitter. I, not a lot of not a lot of thing. I gotta I have to step up my Twitter game here because we're not getting a whole lot of traction here. But Ebony once again showed out. As she does. Uh, she really enjoyed the fact that I read all of her list last week, which was very long. <laughs> uh, she also uh, said Shutter Island, as well as Battle Royale and Scooby Doo. Oh, uh, Battle Royale.
3: Good lord. Mm.
2: And then she says, special shout out to Castaway, but although it's a great movie, I also hate it for reasons. <laughs> so
4: thank you. she just doesn't like FedEx. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they've, they've effed up too many of her packages i don't know maybe
2: <laughs> um speech, okay i do need a bitch about the u.s postal service for just a second so oh, here we go i mailed i mailed ebony <laughs> stickers she lives in australia i mailed her some stickers this was a while ago it took them about 15 days to get there right 16 days to get to australia i mailed some stickers to a friend in canada it took 28 days to get there. <laughs> hmm. I have stickers. You know our friend Sarah from the Bird in the Hand podcast? I yeah. mailed her some stickers. They have not arrived yet. This We're going on day, what's today? The, the 25th? We're going on day 25. I mailed them on the 1st. 25 hmm. days to get to Missouri. Like, what the F, post office. Wow. That's crazy. It really carrier is.
4: carrier pigeons could get it there for sooner. I
2: could have driven it there. I mean, obviously yeah. it would have been
4: more expensive, but and creepy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> hi Sarah. Here are your stickers. Okay, time to leave. Uh, Maxton, good friend of the show, friend of ours, and college friend. Maxton says fifty first dates, Swiss Army Man, and Castaway. And, oh, and he also says the movie itself uh, was, it was okay, wish the ending was different, Janelle uh, Monet killed it. Wish the ending was different. Yes, absolutely. Somebody else that wishes the ending was different. That's interesting. All right, well, that's it. Now I played this clip here.
3: Wait, what's supposed to
2: happen? And we rank this movie. We give it a score from, not rank, but we give it a score from zero to 10. And we start this week with Andrew.
4: Maybe, if I can unmute. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> IMDb has it at a 7.2 out of 10. I think that's fair. Uh, I don't remember what I gave knives out, but I'm sure it was higher than that. Um, I, I can go a little bit higher, but not much. I'm going to say 7.3 just because I want to be a contrarian like that.
2: Okay. Well, that's fine. Yeah. You are certainly welcome to do that. By the way, you gave Knives Out a nine point two. Right? Yeah,
4: I, I, uh, there's not many that I give nines or above to. No, and so I really like that. Yeah, that's fair.
3: Uh, Audi. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go high. I'm I'm giving this a nine, for me. Yeah. Like, I just thought it was outstanding. The cinematography, good gosh. Like and watching one of the breakdowns of Ryan Johnson talking about his shots, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, that melted my brain. Like, <laughs> just thinking about that kind of stuff. I mean, it was just beautifully shot, and I think every actor in this killed it for their part. Yeah. So, yeah, I
2: I can't, I cannot disagree, nor will I. Sam,
1: yeah, um, I I really enjoyed it as well. I I give it an eight point one. Out of 10.
2: All right. 8.1. Uh, okay. I, I too like this movie a lot. I gave, um, I because I, again, you know, I was able to look back at the score. Uh, I gave Knives Out also, I think, a 9.2. So uh, I'm going to give it a 9 as well. I oh, think wow. Nice. I, I really had a good time with this. Uh, I'm not going to give it a 9. I'm going to give it a 9.1. There we go. That makes that math a little bit better. That gives it a <laughs> that gives it a score of an 8.375. That's Oh wait. <laughs> that's the exact same score we gave RRR.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Nice. There you go.
2: Um, I can't do that. No, I, I can't I can't in good conscience. I don't know why. I love this movie. I think more R-R- than RRR. I don't know. See,
4: that's the thing, right? There's two I different think types would, of movies. Yeah, I would rather watch RRR, but I yeah. don't have three hours to do so. That's the thing. Okay,
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna be okay. I'm gonna give a, this movie a 9.15. <laughs> so that kicks it to an 8.3875. <laughs> so just a little bit over again. If RRR wasn't three hours long,
1: yes, yeah. then that's probably. Yeah.
2: It, which again, uh, the, the the Nacho Nacho song is up for uh, an Oscar for best oh, original I love song, it. which is so cool. I hope they dance. I hope they actually do the thing on stage. Oh, I hope so. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. Which, by the way, I do want to t- uh, toot our own horn because I don't get to toot our own horn very often. So, uh, as uh, I mentioned, you know, a few weeks ago, we passed nine years as a podcast, which is pretty pretty awesome. And Congrats. I posted on Twitter. Thank you. I did post on Twitter some of our stats and stuff. YouTube is kind of a new thing I mean we, YouTube for us has been kind of new we, we have almost every episode is on YouTube but it's just been the logo only recently mm-hmm. have we started putting our faces on on YouTube and and I think it is paying off but the RRR episode has gone just b- well beyond normal expectations uh, and as the last time that I checked was nearing 3,000 views. Good Dang. God. which for us
1: that's
3: crazy is a lot that's awesome.
1: i don't understand
2: uh we're at 20 uh, 2600 so we're not quite there yet we're getting you know maybe it's slowing down but i mean there's uh it it's it's really uh really interesting and we've gotten a lot of comments on the on the youtube page so if you're if you're uh I mean, ninety six likes on that on that video. Like, that's again unheard of for us. I mean, that, most you know most podcasts are like, we, we that's a bad episode for us. It's a fantastic episode for us. So I'm very excited. Yeah. So go check out if you aren't already. Go subscribe to our YouTube page, and you can check out uh, all of our other ones there, including RRR. With that all having been said, Audie, please tell our listeners where they can find your two
3: podcasts. Sure. So I do one with uh, TV's Travis, who y'all have had on before. We do a podcast called Let's Watch Highlander, where we are going through episode by episode Highlander, the series. Um, And It's been a lot of fun. It's been very eye opening how well a series about immortals that chop each other's heads off can actually write really good relationships in between all that. So uh, we're doing that. We go through the movies in between seasons and stuff. So um, there's that one. And then uh, the other one I do with Travis and also Stephen Adams and Amy Frost is called Those Were the Days, where we look at classic TV shows, basically anything 90s back. And we do like a theme each month of what we're watching. We just finished uh, watching cooking shows. Um, We started off with pilots, Um, our next topic is variety shows so each episode one of us picks a show we all watch it and then we talk about it so um that's those were the days very cool
2: all right um that's it that's our show what do you do now well this is where you go to our website cheapseatreviews.libsyn.com, or our link tree link tree slash reviews. there where you can find links to all of our social medias and things like that and go to our YouTube page. Also, if you're looking at, if you're watching me on YouTube and you see this lovely hoodie that I'm wearing, you can get one of your own. And if you look on Andrew's screen, you can see the cool mug that he has. You can also get one of those mm-hmm. of your own at tpublic.com. and search for cheap seat reviews and uh, do it when there's stuff on sale. They do sales like twice a month, 35% off. Go check it out. Buy some stuff. Help us support the show financially. Helps keep the lights going. Next week, well, we have some guests returning. You might be thinking, oh, those ladies again? Yes, those ladies again. The ladies of Opinionated Luscious are returning to our podcast because they are awesome. And we also scheduled them. for. I've scheduled this movie about three mi- months ago when I <laughs> saw the first preview for it on Amazon called Shotgun Wedding with J-Lo nice. and Josh Duhamel. It looked hilarious. Mm-hmm. And I was telling, I was talking to Jess, and I said, "We need to get you guys back on." I said, "This looks hysterical." She said, "Absolutely." We didn't know that they were going to sub in for us in December, so we we've had them. we uh, would be three times in three months, and you know what? I'm for it. I think it's fantastic. Um, so next week is Shotgun Wedding with Opinionated Luscious. That's it. That's our show. That's that's gonna awesome. do it for us. So. I play this here and say, on behalf of, uh, yeah, on behalf of Audie and Sam and Andrew, this is uh, Sean saying thank you all so much for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, and we'll see you next week for Shotgun Wedding.
3: This is Cheap Seat Reviews.